little disclaimer that I, Mystic, and am an employee of Wizards of the Coast on the D&D team. Hey y'all, the next few episodes of Utopia will be more horror-leaning than other episodes of Utopia as the party venture into the realm of the Nightmare King. Here's your content warning for the next couple of episodes. This stream may contain scenes and themes some find distressing. Mentions of blood, needles, injections, gore, graphic descriptions, breaking teeth, claustrophobia, death, drowning, drug use, general violence, and disturbing imagery may occur. Our cast will be using lines and veils. If you find scenes too distressing, please feel comfortable exiting. Last time on Utopia Podcast, the party took on a couple of wraiths that appeared after placing the wrong combination to a door. Scylla, unable to participate in the fight, having been overcome with the debilitating sound of a celestial song. After taking out the wraiths, the party explored the area that they were in a little bit more, finding a few more clues about the combination and the fighting arena. That is where we find the party. Walking. Well, first we're gonna throw the flay into the door, and then we're gonna walk through it. Did you put in the combo? Oh, I assume we yeah. first. That's what we're the, gonna yeah. do. First, we do the combination. Then <laughs> we're gonna throw in the flay, and then we're gonna walk through. And right. I'm just gonna stand slightly off center from the store, not directly <laughs> in line with it, if that's all right. Uh, if no one else is going to support Silla. Awesome. Yeah, you do so. Uh, Livy, as you hit four, one, three, it does all the weird, like, popping in and out and shifting and turning. Four, one, or four, two, one. It does the same thing, and you just hear a and all the magic of the kaleidoscope of this door sort of shifts and then the different interlocking circles of it lift up and the magic just wipes away and you find an opening into a dark hallway. Did we we throw the blade in there? Are you throwing your flail in? (laughs) Yes. You just hear a tick, 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 tick. No traps. None whatsoever. I'm I'm going to. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be so confident about that. If we want to take a little bit of time, I can try to detect anything that might be hidden. It's how I found the papers. 
believe in the flail. Let's take a moment for Morgus to do what he's doing. All right, entertain yourselves for about ten minutes. Wait, ten minutes? Does he also have a flail? Right now? Here? Yes, it's going to be ten minutes. (laughs) As you uh, say that and you start focusing on this ritual spell, Morgus, um, the torch that you'd been focusing on lighting goes out. Should have happened a- during combat, but I'm saying it happens now. <laughs> oh, oh! I lit a torch. I mean, I, yeah, with I, you, I had you light a torch for me, but I believe prestidigitation just lights it like uh, for like an it hour. It. Yeah, so it's, it's not concentration. It's definitely been an hour. Oh, oh, oh that's all that means. Down the hallway and have been searching oh. around the room and yeah. fighting. I, I just do it again. I just do mine again. And Morgus is going to use Control Flame, um, and I am going to double the area of light. That nice. It, uh, so it's an extra good torch now with Control Flame. Cool. If he feels a little bit, and then I'll go back to my detect magic ritual. <laughs> torch. <laughs> right. Uh, you go back to your ritual. What are you ritual casting? I am using my uh, spellbook orb, the gold one that does all the clicky and windy and like turny things. I'm casting detect magic. All right. So I'm um, able to so. see any traps. We can. You don't see anything magical in this area. Uh, cool. All right. Well, that's well, that's one thing confirmed. There's nothing strictly magical. But let's be careful. Orcus is going to look for traps as we move down the hallway. Yeah. Okay. Stay in the back with Scylla. Someone wants to take my torch. I'll be in the middle. All right. Um, Marcus, give me your investigation check for traps. Twenty-three. Right. Nice. Um, you don't find any traps, but you get about ten feet into this hallway, and you notice that about five feet in front of you, the ground changes color. It gets even darker. And as you approach, you see that the entire floor is just an oil slick, whereas before you were following different types of footprints. Now it's just consistent oil. Is that where my flail is? Just covering oil now? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Can I, um... I want to, um... Before I step on the oil, or maybe I could have already investigated this, but I'm doing this now. Um, I'm going to, like, dab a little bit of that oil on my finger and, like, test the consistency and, like, smell it. I want to see if this is flammable or, like, acidic or anything like that. Okay. Um. Yeah. You do that. Um. Godfrey, as you're carrying... 
Scylla are kind of allowing her to lean on you as you walk at the back. The closer you get, almost with every step, there's sort of like a like a wince sound between her teeth. And she just looks at you through like glazed, dazed eyes and just says, it's getting louder. You try to just stop concentrating on whatever you're doing. I don't think I'm doing anything. Well, that's not great. I'm still typing to get the bogle stab block so I know if the oil is flammable. I'm sorry. It's not. It's I'm not flammable. Okay. I mean, there was always okay, one way sad. you could easily find out. I. It's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Borges is, flammable, I feel like he's vicious. learned enough from lighting things on fire. <laughs> all right. Well, it's not flammable, so it should be all right to take the torch down here. But for goodness sakes, watch your step. I imagine this is relatively slick. Are the walls also to narble? Are the walls also covered with? Nope. Cool, I'm gonna walk on Just the walls. Just the ground. Great. Uh, what was that, Godfrey? Did anyone just want to call out to Narble, see if he's here? You think he'll answer? Well, if he thinks it's funny. Marcus is gonna point down the hallway, and I'm gonna cast a message. <laughs> Narble! Uh, as you do this... Say knock knock. Um, are you still walking forward as you're doing this, or are you standing right I, before the oil? I'm standing before the oil first. Okay. Um, you send that message out, and you see instantaneously more than a hundred different glowing yellow eyes turn toward you. Uh oh. <laughs> Come peace. My friends. You said more more than a hundred yellow eyes or pairs of yellow eyes because it, it's either 50 or 100. <laughs> or more than 100. <laughs> it's either more than 50 or more than 100. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> um... There's, there's quite a gathering of. There's a lot of them down there. They like jokes. Did you try saying knock knock? <laughs> Above table, do I know that they like jokes? You, you know, you know that they are pranksters. Yeah, you know that they uh, steal babies and pull people's tails and mess up people's hair and draw on people while they're sleeping, that kind of stuff. Okay. Knock, knock. You just hear a cacophony of... <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> That's good. That's good, buddy. I approve. That's good, buddy. <laughs> oh, we've... 
come this far. Press forward, right? Well, sure. I'm always for just going on into it. If that's what you want to do, Ziba, you're taking the lead. Alrighty! Are we, are we gonna race or are we just going? I'm not racing. <laughs> nope. Okay. Then we'll be funny about it. It just over dramatically starts just stepping into the oil. Okay. As you start stepping into the oil, with each step of your boot, it strings up like glue or bubblegum as you step and step. Well, also imagine someone, I said like, like, like ridiculous. So imagine someone like walking kind of like those mimes, you know, that are overly miming, sneaking around and just taking like really high pointed steps with it sticking. Ew. <laughs> um, I would say, Ziba, if you're going first, as you step and step, um, you get closer and closer to them, and they start, like, hopping and jumping over each other. They're very small, um, and they seem excited, um, but the closer you get to them, the deeper this sticky oil gets, um, oh. and you get the sense that if you kept going, you might, there's a chance you might get stuck in it. I think uh, the most I'd be willing to do is, like, mid-calf. That's as deep as I'm getting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's oh. deep enough to probably get stuck. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. I don't know. I've been in some very, like, you know, you know like deep in bubblegum? Yeah. But if you got your knees up, you can lift up your feet. I might lose my shoes, but like. <laughs> okay, I'm saying you can get just above your ankle, and then okay. you're gonna possibly be restrained by this sticky goo if you continue. Forward. All right, we're gonna we're gonna stop there. Who are we looking for again? Oh, uh, what was his name? I can't remember how to say his name. Is as is as real? Mm-hmm. So if we we did knock knock and they just clapped, they knocked the on the wood. Yeah. There's <laughs> uh, no response. <laughs> uh, but as you all are like stomping into the middle, coming out of this tunnel, it opens up, um, and you see that you're at the bottom of a circular auditorium with wooden bleachers all the way around the outside. And not only are there all of those bogles down at the bottom, in the pit itself with you, the seats seem to be full of them as well. Yeah, Zip is a little nervous. This is a little. <laughs> I think we find the arena. Um, you can just kind of like speak to the room, but not loudly enough to project. Be like, you guys 
like a funny show, right? When's it starting? I think we missed our seats. Is a uh, is Azriel showing up soon? <laughs> like we'll try to move towards the bleachers. <laughs> um. Yeah. As you look towards the edge, um, it's like a twenty foot wall that's blocking you in the pit from even the entry up the top of the bleachers. Well, my feet are covered in bubble gum. Can I climb it? <laughs> You're trying to climb out of the pit? And up the wall using my sticky feet. Can I? Okay. Well, you tried to do that. What's everyone else doing? I mean, I'm just on a wall, vibing. <laughs> you can help me go up the wall! <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think Morgus is going to be looking out for... Maybe like around the edges of the arena or on the floor, any kind of uh, trap doors, doors, anything where uh, that might look like an entry point for something uh, large and cat-like. Yeah, um, you can look for that. Also, how long does your ritual detect magic last? Ten minutes? It takes ten minutes. I think it lasts longer. Um... Ah, so it lasts 10 minutes. Okay, I think it's still up. Maybe okay. uh, maybe four minutes left-ish. Okay. Um, and you see under this like mound of bogles in the very center of this circular pit arena that you're in, there seems to be a pulsing green magic. Uh, do I recognize what kind of magic... Like school of magic, it's related to possibly. It doesn't like it have a school of. related to okay. it. It seems nature based. Uh, uh, I'll point that out and, and and share that information with the party. And as you're looking around, you see uh, on the opposite side of the arena, there is a looks like it's just wrapped in vines sort of this large cat-like creature like a statue mm. sorry where did you say that was was that in the pit or like up above in the bleachers in the pit but opposite uh, of the center from you all I don't like that at all. How so lifelike is on that the statue? South side, you're, it's on the north side. Um, it looks like a. It looks more like a topiary or a shrubbery at this point. But oh. um, as you give it a further look with your dark vision, um, you see what seem to be lifelike whiskers poking out from under the vines. I will share that information with the party as well. Sort of a... Whoa. I want to have You should be very careful in here. There's some there's some strange magic going on and that statue might not have always been a statue. Um, I'm going to walk up the side of the arena and see if there's like any place I can okay. tie a rope the other side. Arena. I don't want to be in this pit. <laughs> um, 
As you move up, the bogles around one of the like benches that are here for seating, for spectating, um, all kind of scamper away, leaving like a very sticky residue behind them. And you see that there's like metal attaching the wood of the bench to the stone foundation. Um, and you could tie a rope around that and string it over for Ziba to climb cool. up. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna wanna do that. You said there was a pulsing magic in the middle, Morgus? Yes. Like, uh, tied to an item or just magic itself? It's, it's underneath all the bogles. I can't quite get a clear look at it so far. You might need to get closer, but it, it seems very nature-based. And um, the, the vines, all of that, like all the plant matter around the statue at the other end of the arena. Mm -hmm. Does it seem to be coming from somewhere? Like, does it trail to where that source of magic is or not? Uh, it does trail to the source of magic. Yes. And you don't see any other, like not even the rogue weed poking through the stones under your feet anywhere else in this space. Like nothing else natural is around. Does the source of that nature-based magic remind me of uh, being in the presence of Irudi? Uh, I would say it's reminiscent of that. Okay. And as you think about Irudi... Uh, you remember that not only was Arudi gifted the gift uh, of the realm of dreams to be the, the god of nightmares, he was also gifted the realm of nature. Gifted is a, is a strong word there, I should say. It was forced upon in, in, him. I just yeah. Alright, so we can't walk through the middle of this place. It looks like Livy's got a rope moving up to the stands. Do you want to just pop me right there in the middle? I can investigate that magic. Listen, here's my... People used to fight in this arena. Continuously, forever. If you won, you have to fight again. If you die, you would have to fight again. And the same thing with this, the Seder. If we do it, we'll just have to continue doing it. It seems in this land that the unconventional method is yes. Let's instead of playing our games, just walk around it. See if there's a, a way out of the arena from the side. Yeah, do you see a way to get out of the do arena? Do I see a way to there? get out of the arena? <laughs> or just kind of like around the pit rather than us fighting in the pit. Through the stands. Can we just watch the fight? Like, why do we have to be the one to fight? Like, we could just watch something go down. <laughs> um, I would say, Livy, you see maybe a hundred rows up. There are like multiple archways around the top 
also in a circular form. So you're down in the uh, Scylla, Morgus, and Godfrey are down in the pit circle, and you and Livy are up above that in like the first row of stadium bleachers. And there are different archways that probably allowed people into the spectator area, um, about a hundred rows up from you. So just kind of like lean over, you know, we're up in the stands a bit and in, down in, in over the pit and kind of yell down to those still in the pit. Be like, this is going to sound terrible. And I'm, I was told to give warning now. So I'm just going to say it. this is polite. This is what you try to be polite. But if we're looking for, you know, something that might set Scylla off. Could we use Scylla to find it? In the most polite way. <laughs> I know you're in a lot of pain right now. Scylla's like trying to read Me. your lips. <laughs> use Zilla as like a magic detector. I don't know if I can call it a magic, horror- but whatever's going on there. A horrifying like the more she screams, the closer we are. It's Morgus kind of already hard. knows where the magic is. A little bit. But then we can find out how to trigger it. <laughs> as I think as someone's putting together words like detector, you see like a secondary like shot go through her of of like being a human divining rod. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. What else is a paladin? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> You've been oh, through a lot. Uh, no. Morgus, are you able to get me to the center of this ring through all this sticky stuff and just plot me there? Like I could take a look. I. Yes. But it would take some resources that I've already used and okay, I would like I'll- to save if possible. Okay, I'll just, I'll try to get there through this slick. How far away? Like, how far are we looking towards the center spot? You, you're going to have to spot me, Morgus. I can... I think... I mean... He can't see. The gladiator pit itself is about a 60-foot radius. Um, and y'all are about 15 feet into the center. So, what is that? 45 feet? Oh, that was if we're 60 foot radius? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah. It's a big pit. That is a big pit. <laughs> uh, Levy turns to the mobile. So, like... Is the cat going to come alive and murder us? Is that what's going on? I don't know. You tell me. I'm, th- I'm talking to the slimy creatures. <laughs> oh. Trying to. Right. I'm not saying anything. Uh, Godfrey pulls out a rope and starts tying it around himself. Mm-hmm. Like, hands aside, back to Morgus and Sola. Oh. Rabbit. All right, this looks pretty sticky. I don't know how far in I'm going to get and how difficult it will be to pull me out, but I don't have to breathe, so this should be fine. 
That's a good point. Godfrey starts wading <laughs> in through the bogle stuff towards the middle. Okay, give me a strength check. Is it strong enough to pull the mask off? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Check or saving throw? Uh, saving throw. Okay. Ten. Um, you just fail. As no. the stickiness kind of begins to stick and be stuck to you. All right, How this is fine. Close are you? Probably is fifteen feet. Fuck. Okay. I pull out my short start and I start to like dig into it. Like dig around. Oh, myself. There's, that's not a good. I could always title yeah. wave you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Godfrey, you notice as you make that fifteen feet. For every five feet closer you get to the bogles at this point, they just in mass move five feet away from you, constantly keeping a barrier, an empty barrier. Um, and every time, Livy, you try to talk to them, they don't seem to know what you're saying. Oh. Oh. Could we use crude hand gestures to make them laugh? <laughs> um. <laughs> And at this point, I think, Scylla, with this pounding celestial song in your head, um, you begin to feel a vibrating in your pocket. The pocket where you place the deck of cards. And you feel like a tugging at your hip, almost toward the center from the deck. I think this whole time as Godfrey handed her that rope and she took her hands off her ears and is doing that thing in a horror movie when you're kind of expecting a loud jump and covering with your shoulder. Mm. When she feels that vibrating, still holding that rope is going to take the deck <clears throat> out of her pocket. Uh, and see why it's vibrating. I could have sworn I left that at home. <laughs> so you oh. pull it out of your pocket and you open like the top flap, a card shoots up and out toward the center and just starts spinning rapidly above the center where the bogles are. And the green magic that Morgus could only detect from his spell begins to glow and vibrate and pulse. And all the bogles begin to just like spread out and smash themselves against the walls of this arena. Every pauses oh. with his short sword and there's just gives a twisted look back, like, what the fuck? I don't know what I did. <laughs> uh, but... Give me another strength saving throw. <laughs> uh, 18. You succeed. Can I see what the card is? You can't from this far away. Uh, and although the oils have cleared the space, it's still difficult terrain. And you get the sense that if you tried to wade in, even as far as Godfrey, you'd also have to make a strength save. They've been here a very long time. This is a pick of pit of sticky oil. They just excrete. I'm gonna uh, hold. Magic Can you press digitation? I don't think there's enough time for that. 
Like, you know, oh. What was that? So what? What's that? Oh. What did you say? I'm sorry. No, it's all right. I just said I'm. I'm just. I'm not moving forward. I'm just holding the rope and and holding. All right. <laughs> Great. Godfrey keeps moving towards it. Just hear a cheer from the stands. You got this. You're doing great. You know, they're sitting on the on the seats now, like with a random stack out of the backpack from all of the the pastries stolen earlier from the table. Probably tastes like <laughs> random things. <laughs> um, awesome. As you get closer, Godfrey, you you look and you see the card. Um, even in its spinning, you can catch the words around the top and the bottom, and it just says broken one. It says broken one. Are we all? The bogles are like hopping up and down in their seats at this point. They start singing a song in a language you don't understand. Can I? So. Can I try singing along? Morgus is going <laughs> to. The spell grants the creature you touch the ability to understand your spoken word. Can I? Can I use tongues on myself? Uh, on yourself? The spell, yeah, the spell grants the target you touch the ability to understand any spoken language it hears. Moreover, when this target speaks, any creature that knows at least one language and can hear the target understands what it says. Yeah, you can do that. As you do that, Morgus, you were going to say something. What, what would you like to do? Um, uh, if we have about 10 more minutes, I've got an idea. <laughs> um, Livy, you... As you tune in, um, you hear them singing, Let him out, let him out, let him out, let him out. Uh, Godfrey, they keep on singing, Let him out. I have a really bad feeling about this. And as he says, (laughs) the moguls can also understand. You can hear us! One of them just like yells at you. Yeah. <laughs> well, who was him? Zariel. And then the, the song from that one mogul just shifts all the thousand voices into them singing his name instead. It's Zagriel. You're letting him out. What do you... What do you mean I'm letting him out? <laughs> That's what they're saying! A little bit. The card begins like- to split and crease and glow. Oh, the card's letting him out! <laughs> oh! <my God>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sticks uh, so much. It's still like uh, 15 feet away from you, Godfrey. Uh, 45 feet of movement beyond as fast I'm, Morgus as I can. is gonna snap yeah. his fingers and summon Bitsy. Yeah. And I'm gonna have Bitsy try to fly forward and grab the card from the thing. 
Yeah, Bitsy flies forward over Godfrey's head um, and grabs the card. Um, how strong is Bitsy? Probably not. <laughs> Let me just. Uh, mm, mm, Best response. Uh, <laughs> strength score or modifier? Which would you prefer, DM? Score. Three. <laughs> Why would she give an option? She's trying to pull. She's trying to pull with all her might. She's trying to do what you said, Morgus. But as this happens, she can't break it from the magical hold. And then you watch as like, um, like a circus carousel or a parachute type of magic just shoots out from the card with a main pillar of light shooting down into the ground. Um, the green that was emanating below the card just dissipates and then the card stops spinning and just floats down what's on the card gonna have Bitsy come on back Uh, Bitsy does see that there is an even larger pit it's only about a 8 foot diameter circular pit and down in the bottom of that was a humanoid I'm sorry, you said was? Well, she flew back. So was is in when she was there. She saw it and then she flew back to you. We found them! Uh, Godfrey, I think you need to come back here. I'm just going to stand over here. (laughs) Morgus is going to reach out with a hand. This is what we came here for. There's going to be sort of a gold sphere in his hand and he's going to turn it. And then these lines are going like a grid sphere are going to uh, sort of up here and encircle Godfrey. And then I'm going to clench my fist and then release it. And I'm going to cast Vortex Warp on Godfrey to get him back to me and Scylla. Yeah, Godfrey reappears right next to you and Scylla. And with that, you hear like a roar of a lion from across the way. As you see a lion-faced creature with a bright white mane and a pink nose, but it has tusks hanging down from the side of its face and tusks hanging out from the side of its head. Its body is blue with that geometric shape uh, and it's wearing armor. And as it roars, a bright white, golden white light shoots out from the center of that hole. And rising up out of it, you see the vision that Scylla saw. The only thing missing from your vision, Scylla, is a Rudy. And you turn around to see the party has been followed this whole time. God damn. And that so we're gonna end for tonight. We're like God's damn. Yeah. I think we can reasonably blame Bitsy we for the it. final bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Da 
that's it. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all the support. Episode releases may get a little weird around the holidays, but don't worry, we're not going anywhere. We may just miss a week or two here coming up. Uh, if you like us, follow us, like, leave a review, uh, subscribe, any of the things. We have a Ko-Fi if you're interested in making sure I have enough caffeine to continue to edit all the episodes. Uh, and yeah, we just really appreciate you being here. Intro and outro by Nolan Clock, everything else by myself in the cast. I hope you have a really great day.